Hey, good morning, everybody. Um, on this Labor Day weekend, uh, first of all, thank you for being here. This is like the real faithful. You came out on this heat and, uh, and being here ready. But on this Labor Day weekend, what I'd like to do is spend a few minutes talking about the importance of our work beyond Sunday. The importance of our work beyond Sunday. Because Jesus, follower or not, we all work, don't we? Um, your work may look like going to school if you're a student, or it may look like writing code if you're an engineer, or helping people if you're a firefighter or a policeman, or even sweeping Cheerios off the floor for the 1,000th time as a homemaker. And quite frankly, even if you're retired, you're probably working at home or volunteering in a neighborhood. Because we all work. Now, most people think that uh, to be faithful at work, to be a Jesus follower at work, means to tell people, tell our coworkers and the people we, around us about our faith. And it is. But I think we short-circuit uh, it when we think that's the only thing that we do at work. Because what if our workplaces' demands are so much that we don't have time to tell people about our faith? What if our workplaces are such that most of our work are done by ourselves, so we don't have that opportunity to tell anyone about our faith? And what if our workplaces actually prohibit us from telling others about our faith? Ironically enough, I found myself in that situation more as I joined the church staff than in any place else I've ever worked. And so before joining the church staff seven years ago, I had a career in high tech for 23 years. Um, and this is how it happened. This is how I started to run into those tensions, into those challenges. I was walking around my first week at the center seven years ago, and I thought, hey, I'll walk around and I'll ask the center members for advice on how I can be a better center director. And everything was going great, you know, people were giving their pleasantries and all those things, and then I ran into a buzzsaw. The center members said, I'll tell you an advice, don't ever tell me about your church. And I thought, yeah, like that, I was so stunned, and I didn't even know what to say. I took a deep breath, and I had enough courage to go, uh, really, I was just talking about the center, not about the church, but tell me why. And he went on to say that he'd been a center member for quite some time and that he, had, he said, you know, I pay you guys good money and you don't even have, I can't even get a clean towel here. The place is falling apart and I look at your team, they don't even look like they get along with each other. And then he really lowered the boom as if that wasn't enough. He said, and all I ever hear from you guys is what you are doing in Africa and in Mexico, and in East Palo Alto. You don't even have the integrity to deliver on the services I'm paying you for. Just do your job. I, I, I was just dumbfounded when he told me that. But if I were to be perfectly honest with myself, he was right for calling me out and calling our church out. Um, so as, as I, all I could respond to him was, thanks. And I, as I walked away, I was dazed and, and discouraged and, and despondent by that interaction. And, and I, I wondered to myself, wow, I just made the biggest mistake of my life. 
I traded 23 years of my career in high tech, pretty lucrative, to come and join vocational ministry, and this is what it's like on my first week. The good news is that God did not leave me there. What he did instead was he gave me a blueprint, and I believe that blueprint exists for all of us to follow. Paul, the, um, the Jesus follower who started more churches in all of the Roman Empire, wrote this. He wrote, for you are God's handiwork, his masterpiece, his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for you to do. Paul wrote that to a, a, a group of Jesus followers in Ephesus, which is today modern-day Turkey. And, and really what Paul was doing was he was saying to these guys, these Jesus followers, who were doing a great job. And in fact, before, he, before that, that verse, Paul says, this is why you were saved. It's by grace, not by works. And he wanted to emphasize to them, but your good works matter because it's part of God's plan for you and it's how you work out your faith to those that don't even know Jesus yet. And I believe that uh, Paul's words to the Ephesians apply to us here in the Silicon Valley 2,000 years later. Because I believe that God's plan for us is not to keep the good works here within our church community, but to live it out outside the church community as well. In the way that, and I do not believe this, I don't believe that just because we follow Jesus that all our good works will always be successful, nor will it always be easy. In fact, I find it's usually messy, isn't it? Uh, nor do I believe that God expects us to do our good works perfectly or on our own. I do believe this, that when we, as God's image bearers, do our best to fulfill the plan that God has for us, for the good works in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, in our classrooms, everywhere God places us, then this incredible thing happens we really began to understand how our good works lead to the good news. Let me say that again. How our good works lead to God's good news for everyone around us. Um, so that's, what's, that's what I'd like for us to focus in today. And, and when we do, when our good works lead to God's good news... I really believe that then we begin a little closer to loving everyone always in our classrooms, in our in a weight room, in the boardroom, in our neighborhoods, and in our homes. Now, it took on, almost five years later, and I, I ran into this uh, same, that center member is still part of the the um, center, by the way, till now. And I told the people that are center members here that I saw this morning, this is not your story, just to appease them. Um, but that center member is still there. And five years uh, later, after my first encounter with him, he came up to me and he said, hey, this place has never looked better than before. Your team is doing a great job and they look like they're all getting along well. A year later, he would become very ill. And our team sent him some flowers and a card saying specifically, we're praying for you. 
We're praying that God would heal you. When he finally returned to the center, he, he sought me out. <laughs> you can see I'm, I'm a little gun-shy by him seeking me out. But, but he said to me specifically, he said, thank you for your prayers. I really appreciated it. So, um, so that is why uh, we are going to always, always continue as a community, as PCC, to continue to serve the 3,000 members at the community center, of which only 4% of them belong to our church. That is why we're going to continue to provide our PE Plus program to over 3,200 students throughout seven elementary schools in our city. And that is why, that's why I, I truly believe, you guys, that the work that we do beyond Sunday and the work that you do wherever God has placed you throughout the week is so important. Because when we do, we then get to participate in God's plan to infuse the hope of Jesus wherever he's placed us. In a few moments, Tony's going to come up and, and kind of walk us through a process of praying through that whole thing. And my hope is this, that you would pray fervently here, but you would also think about what your week would look like how you would apply this beyond this Sunday. And so as Tony comes up, let me pray for us. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for preserving your word to the Ephesians so that uh, we can have it today and it is as applicable today as it was 2,000 years ago. Father, I pray that you would give us a vision, a glimpse of your plan for us, for how to use our good works in the context of our workplaces and our neighborhoods and the people that you placed around us. And God, would you give us the courage and the conviction to follow through on what you're asking us to do and also the patience to wait and to do whatever it takes, no matter how long it takes, for you to complete the work that you're doing in us and through us and around us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to the Peninsula Covenant Church podcast. We're located at 3560 Farm Hill Boulevard in Redwood City, California. You can reach us online at www.peninsulacovenant.com.